Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Uh Wheels, I think we just had the longest pre-show off-recording uh, conversation we've ever had. Yeah. I, well, we didn't record it, but I do think people would... Yeah. I think if we charged $10 for that conversation, I don't know if people would buy it, but anybody who bought it would definitely have been happy. Yeah. It was an interesting conversation. We said a lot of things that we definitely can't say when we're recording. Yeah. What if... But I, I make this joke on the Rob podcast that we have like a Patreon level that hears like the pre and post conversations. Um, yeah. Although there's never any pre post conversations cause, because everyone always has to go when the podcast is over on both bo- this one and <laughs> yeah. the other one. Um I do think like uh, that's not a bad it's not a bad Patreon idea. I think the pre conversations are for most podcasts are probably better than the podcast. Totally, it's like wait, we're not right? recording, right? I think uh, that's yeah, exactly. Even and when you have guests, we've had some guests say some interesting things before they come on. Mm-hmm. You know, from the cutting room floor. Yeah, I think uh, all right. Well, it's, it's it's an option to consider. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, we we're not recording until Wednesday. It's not like we felt a rush to record right after the Super Bowl. It was a garbage Super Bowl, unless you're Trey Wing. Yeah. I also, um, I had like one of the worst days ever today. I was yeah. running to catch a bus to go get lunch. Once a week, I treat myself to lunch. I go out to like a restaurant. So I was running to catch a bus. To- one restaurant. You don't go to two different. Sometimes restaurants? I do that, but I but uh, today I actually did that. But um, but I to get I, I treat myself to like lunch by myself once a week. Just like I know I'm gonna have like a long boring day, right? That's the day. Like that's my like I treat myself every week. And so I was I I the 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 timer in the in, on the oven must must be like three minutes fast because I went down thing. I had like four minutes for the bus and it was coming. The bus is coming towards me, so I start running towards it be- because Ooh, the gotta speed to that bus because uh, we have to. I need to meet halfway or else they'll go past. And I I realize at a certain point I've caught the eye of the driver and he's going to drive past the bus stop but only by like 10 feet so i I like slow down realizing all right he's either going to stop or not but now it's like in you know in his hands and i as i slow down i twist my my leg and i go flying and i like land as basically at the the step of the bus on the sidewalk yeah and now i'm like splayed out on the ground Writhing in pain, Impress- impressing everyone, impressing on the bus. everybody on the bus, <laughs> and now I don't know what to do. And then so I, he's like, "Look at me, like the craziest." Also, I didn't realize after I'm wearing a white shirt, and it was filthy, like because I landed in like what must have been mud. <laughs> I realized <laughs> afterwards I was walking around with like a fully muddy shirt. I must have looked like an insane person getting on this bus because I, I'm on the floor like writhing in pain, and then I realize like I start waving him on, like go go go. Because as as if I was in like Nam and like and like like all right let leave me behind yeah. because <laughs> I you know you guys go I'll catch the next bus because like yeah. you know you fall like I can't even tell how hurt I am like I know I'm in a lot of pain but I also assume that it's because I just fell but like I also yeah. like can't feel one of my legs at all not good. so a guy who must have been in his sixties or seventies comes out and like picks me up. Like, but not physically picks me up, but like puts his shoulder, you know, me around his shoulder or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I just walk onto the bus, assuming I'll be okay in a minute. So I like pay. And then I realize like, oh, I can't even like walk to the seat. And also I'm like trying not to make eye contact with everyone because it's extremely embarrassing. I was just like writhing on the the floor in pain all these like 60 seconds. What felt like an hour, but was probably just a minute. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah. And then I sit down. Then I realize, like, oh, my shirt is all black. I like zip up my. I have a sweatshirt. And then I get to the like near the restaurant, and I start walking. And I realize, like, oh, I can't walk. Like, I literally cannot walk. Uh and and so I still get food. Yes, two different restaurants. They were next to each other, so like I waited for one. It, actually, I also like it because it's like you order at the slow one, then you go to the fast one, you get that, and then you come back, and the slow one's ready. And then I have like lunch and dinner, or lunch for today and lunch for tomorrow. Sometimes I do. And then I'm lazy. I don't have to go back out twice because my big mistake was running and leaving the house. And that's how yeah. I got hurt. Well, this is what you get for leaving the house. So got. I get home. My wife was taking a nap. She has a tough life. And and she wakes up. And so I have to like tell her, like, I think we need to go to like, I don't know, like the ER or a doctor or something because like I, I can't walk. I'm, I would like had to hop up the stairs and hop. I was like hopping around the house. I can't put anything on my right foot. Before calling your wife, you messaged me and said the podcast might be in peril. Yeah, and I also, I, I also like, so she was baffled because she's like, wait, so you hurt yourself right outside the house by the bus stop and decided to go like to get 15 minutes to away? Yeah. Like, and, and by the way, the restaurant is next to the doctor's office. So you also could have like hopped in there and probably, you know, socialized medicine gotten, uh, gotten a, uh, like checked up pretty quickly for, for yeah. eight, for $2. Um, but yes, I went and I said like I didn't realize the the how bad it was until like after I got home, because uh, I was still kind of in shock and it was swelling up. So, but yeah, I was lazy and I realized like I'm just going to work and I have not gone to the doctor, but I can't walk. Like, there's no way it's just like a bruise. It has to something has to be broken or like torn. It's like unbelievably painful. So what do you what are you planning on doing? I think I'll I, like hopefully I'll go to the doctor in the morning. Um. I mean, I can't use my right foot. Like, my wife's going to have to drive me to the doctor. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. But it's right, embarrassing. I thought you don't drive anyway. I, I mean, I can, but I physically can't drive right now because it's... I. Can't, you can't drive with your left foot? I mean, I guess I could. It would be like a weird situation. I, I can't do... What I noticed today is I can't do anything with my left foot. Like, even stand... When I was, like, standing around, like, leaning on something with my left foot, my left foot is, like, weaker than, like, most people's left hands. I didn't realize this. And, the, and then... So she's mad because I didn't... I, like... I, like, still got lunch, which she was annoyed I got lunch because, like, there were things I was supposed to do that didn't involve, like, leaving the house for an hour. And so, and now I come home and, like, by the way, like, anything I was able to do, like, the dishes weren't done and, like, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to do them because I can't stand to do the dishes. I said, like, if you get me, like, yeah. a high chair, I'll do, I'll, like, sit and do yeah. them. Um, And so... But heroically, you are here. And I got, yeah, but I got injured um, going to get food for myself and not for her also. So she is... uh. I, I like when you when you're getting takeout, you don't get extra. Oh, she didn't want she the place I went to. Uh, oh. She won't eat at. Um, okay. It's it offered, but she it, it's complicated. She she you know okay. she's on a diet. So anyway, um, yeah. So that was that was my day. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I may just like she said. My wife talked about like uh, you know if my foot is broken, putting me down like a horse, like maybe sending me to the glue factory. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think I'm gonna get a ton of sympathy going forward from anybody in this house <laughs> yeah <laughs> and by the way in spite of all that you've had a dramatically better day your last few days than i have. yeah that's true oh i'm <laughs> crushing you these last few days <laughs> yeah not gonna get into that on the podcast i i'll edit this out and then um you know that's on top of the other things that happened to uh, me and uh, uh other members of my family over the weekend so not great times for your podcast co-hosts but uh, we're here and football's over it's the worst time of the year like you yeah. know well th- that's the thing like uh so many bad things happened this weekend. The least bad thing was the Super Bowl being a garbage, worthless Super Bowl, which the Patriots won again. Yeah, the only good thing that happened, did you go to a Super Bowl party or you stayed home? No, I was supposed to. Uh, I ended up not because of other things. Over yeah, weekend, so I went so. to a Super Bowl party. It was good because a lot of times you have like 20 people and then there's a lot of riffraff and like you spend time arguing with people who it's the only game they're watching all year. Yeah. And they have a lot of like spicy takes. Frustrating. By the third quarter, yeah. they become experts. Uh, it's like you with yeah. the UFC. By the second fight, you knew how to fix the sport. Yeah. So yeah. the um, we only had like the hardcores, and it was great. We also had one guy who's like we found this like god of grilling, and he uh, like spent the whole time. He he like wasn't there when we started. He wasn't answering calls. We thought like he was bailing, and then he shows up with like so much food. People needed to like help him out with from the car with it, and he made like like gourmet deli sandwiches that were like overstuffed that were like the greatest thing I've ever had in my life and he was making, you know, dogs wow. and burgers and uh so like the food took my mind off like what was obviously an abominable game. 
Someone sent me a picture yeah. of their Super Bowl party, and there was like four people sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Not great. Um, does this – is some of the bloom off the rose for Sean McVay? I don't think so. I think the bloom is off the rose for Goff. Yeah, he definitely made tactical errors. First of all, being a worse coach than Bill Belichick is not exactly like an own, you know, especially since he's going to yeah. get better. Yeah. Belichick didn't start as an amazing coach either. He started as a good coach and, yeah. and got better. Yeah. Uh, I, I think – But, I mean, but there was no adjustment No from adjustment the from the Rams, but the adjustment they needed to make was start completing short passes, and they didn't have the personnel for that. Their most dynamic offensive player will never know, I guess, right? Like yeah, that—that's—that's that's the hard. I will never know. Like the same, like like the, the Malcolm, weeks. the Malcolm Butler stuff happens, right? And then last year, and well, we didn't know. We we know no more than we did the day after the Super Bowl last year about what happened. But this was a couple. But this was a couple weeks. Correct, in, you know, and we know nothing. I, I don't think we'll season. ever know. Like I think, yeah. like he's probably hurt. Maybe he like uh, you know like punched a puppy. I have no idea what Todd Gurley did. Well, I think the problem is if he were to get surgery now, and if they can't admit that he was hurt now because then they'll get in trouble for not having put it on the injury report. Well, was he not on the injury report at all? He wasn't even, like, probable? No, they insisted after the conference championship that he was fine, that health was not a, was not related very to strange. his play. In the it's NFL. also strange because, like, it was so egregious. I'm sure the league stepped in and called the Rams and were like, you have to tell us what's going on. So then they yeah, had to, like, double so down and say, like... Yeah, it's only the most important skill position player in the league the last two. Right. Years. So you have that. They're playing they're playing a guy who was out of the league two months ago. Uh one of their best receivers is, is injured. Now these were two very healthy teams, you know, notwithstanding the Cooper Cup injury. Yeah. Like and, and I guess, you know, Josh Gordon, which people didn't really talk about, but like you forget he was on the team and made the team much more dynamic this season. But outside those two receivers, these yeah. were basically two of the healthiest teams in the league. Uh you have to be a little yeah. nervous about Goff, who could still get better. He's only been in the league two years. Um, or three years, I guess now, right? Yeah, now it's. Three, uh, but two yeah. with I mean, they, two they, with McVay. The Rams went all in for this year. They had a lot of expensive veteran free agents. Yeah, the Ra- the Rams were agents. one of the ultimate stars and scrubs teams we've ever seen in the free agency era. Right, every single guy on their team yeah. earns the minimum or like fourteen million dollars a year. Now they they still have two more years on Goff's rookie contract, so I, you know maybe they have a way to figure it out and try and run it back one more time. I'm not sure how how they're going to. I mean, Goff's a rough guy to pay twenty two million dollars to, or it might be twenty eight by then. Like you know, well, so there was an article on Pro Football Focus saying how how they're not going to renew him and how McVay has his eyes on Kirk Cousins already because his contract. I mean, at the same time as Goff, like, we're getting way, way too ahead of right? Like Kirk Cousins could Goff, be out of the NFL yeah. in two years. Like let's yeah, Goff has two years to prove yeah. himself, but. You know, right now, would I rather have Cousins at thirty million a year or Goff at thirty million a year? Of course, I, I don't think you can give Goff the but, thirty if he doesn't get much better. But, but I'd rather have Goff on his current contract than Cousins. Yes, so, um, but listen, we're at the point where paying the B plus guy twenty five million dollars is is well, it's tra- nobody ever lets the quarterbacks go. So like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like nobody's like the Lions shouldn't have resigned Stafford because they would have gone zero sixteen this year probably, yeah, which maybe is yeah, good. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe that is the way to go, but. I it's well, tricky. Th- I mean, there's a chance people are saying there's a chance that the Raiders might let Carr go. There's a chance the Bucks might let Jameis go. Otherwise, top free agents. I mean, somebody's going to trade for Foles. I I don't think. I mean, do you think that Nick Foles is going to get a multi-year contract? I don't think so. I think he'll get. Well, he know, could get a multi-year contract. Million. You mean a multi-year at eighteen? A multi-year guarantee. I don't think so. I think he'll get a little more than what Keenum got or Brad. Well, I mean, look, they're they're going to put the franchise tag on him, which will be about twenty-five million, and then they're going to trade him to somebody. But the team that acquires him is not going to give him more than the franchise. Is what I'm saying. Per year, no. You can't. Yeah, well, no. I'm saying they're not going to. He will not. Well, if you're trading for him, you're saying he's our quarterback. If you're trading like actual, you know. Unless you're trading like a fourth well, round pick Eagles, and then just agreeing to pay. Well, him. That, the, the Eagles, the Eagles are saying they want a third round pick. So if that's their open, well, then you're not signing him for. Then you're not ask. You know, you're not expecting to sign sign him for only one year, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think any team is. You think a team is going to give him a multi year contract? I don't think they. I will. mean, Mike Lennon got like sixteen million dollars two years ago. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but well, but that. Well, yeah. Again, I. Case Keenum got twenty million last year, and Sam Bradford got fifteen million. Foles will get about that. He'll get the twenty-five million franchise tag. I don't think if he was a free agent right now, what would he get? What would Nick Foles get? That's what I'm saying. If he was a free agent, I think he would get twenty-five million. I think he'd get. Why would you sign a one-year deal? Like I I feel like you could. I I don't know. That that, it's weird planning. Foles, or if you're if you're quarterbacks, rarely get a one-year contract when they're an unrestricted free Uh, agent. I just. Case Keenum got one last year. Sam Bradford got one last year. I disagree. I, I, guys, who, I, I, Foles has more value than those guys did. Certainly than Bradford's. I, dis, I 
Yeah, well, again, that's why it'll be 25 instead of 15, but it's the same concept. Foles is not a guy you want to guarantee multiple years to because we don't we haven't seen him be an above average quarterback for more than two games yeah. at a time. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm I like he's he's yeah. a unique situation in the fact that like yeah. he's so up I, and down. I I think that I the Eagles are going to franchise him and he's going to be traded. They're not going to trade him to the to the Giants or Washington because I imagine they don't want to trade him in the division. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll probably go to Jacksonville, you know, maybe Denver, I I don't know. And I think that he'll, you know, he'll get that one year, twenty five, and then if he does well, then maybe he'll be able to get a two or three year guarantee after that. Yeah, Jacksonville is a good I, I spot for him. Yeah, I, I don't see a scenario where a team gives him thirty or thirty five or forty million guaranteed because mm-hmm. I just, you know, we haven't seen it from him enough. Anyway, so yeah, so the Super Bowl sucked. We didn't really want to talk about it that well, much. Well, yeah, I mean, people don't, like, people probably don't want to hear even this, but uh, in your mind, is this the worst yeah. Super Bowl ever? What's worse, no, sure a completely not. boring game? That has, I mean, I went on YouTube uh, to show my kids something, and it's like, hey, do you want the next day? Do you want to watch highlights of the Super Bowl? And it was a 13 and a half minute video, which every NFL game this year was like yeah. a 13 minute video on YouTube. It used to be like five or six. There was nothing to what show. What would you show? Yeah. Like, I was thinking, what play will you remember from this game in two years? What play that happened in this game would have even made the 13 minute clip from last year when there was like dozens of highlights <laughs> or the Patriots, Falcons? Yeah. That there were like yeah. touchdowns left out of, the, of like a 12 minute highlight in some of those games. Yeah. Whereas here, yeah. like, they must have been showing a lot of incompletions. Like, as someone who's, like, cut highlights was. before, I, I can't even, I can't, like, there aren't 12 minutes of highlights in the, in, in, the, in these games. It must, I didn't click on it, but it would be, it'll be funny to go I back mean, in I, a few I months. Think, I think the highlight is Brandon Cooks dropping the touchdown. Yeah, the end you, zone, you knew at the, the time that was such a big deal. Um, yeah. And then the interception right after that. Yeah, that was I mean, it went through some right? of the boring Super Bowl, like the real boring Super Bowls, like the Pittsburgh-Minnesota 2 nothing at the halftime game that was referenced a lot. Um on the telecast, yeah. well, the, Bro- the Broncos Panthers a few years ago was a Broncos bad Panthers game. was was really sloppy. Uh, had storylines like people cared about that going in. You had Peyton Manning, you had Cam Newton yeah. was like a big star. Th- this game had no buzz going in and no buzz going out. Um, the Broncos yeah. Seahawks game was awful, but had some big plays. Uh, but was was the only blowout. And at least coming out, it was like, wow, how good is that Seattle defense? We might have a new you know juggernaut yeah. team. And people years. forget the the Patriots Panthers game. Uh, in 03 was or, or January of 04 was unwatchable until like 12 minutes left in the game when they just traded touchdowns for, you know, like six touchdowns yeah. in a row. Yeah, the first three. But quarter, it was yeah. that game was also I mean, the, like the, uh, the, the like co- three. Nothing there was for a while. few games. There was a few games when an undeserving team would make it usually from the NFC, like the Colts Bears game sucked about 10 years ago. Um, obviously, the Giants Ravens game sucked for the same mm-hmm. reason. So the you know there was a couple of those and then and then when we were kids all those Super Bowls were worthless and like they you know in the in the eighties and in the early nineties other than twenty to nineteen you know all, all the Bills Super Bowls sucked and the Chargers. right so would you but rather a game exciting. that was close until there were two minutes left or a game with lots of touchdowns but it's you know forty nine twenty six Niners but really it was you know forty nine ten or fifty five ten Niners over Broncos well some I mean like we skipped like the seventeen fourteen the undefeated season for the Patriots that was not the best game either honestly. All right. Well, we're sort of beating around the bush. So why don't we actually talk about the, this little medium, this little column that I posted today? Well, look at Chester plugging himself. A, uh, yeah. Well, this is a framework to you know we're talking about this anyway. So you know, last week I posted online the uh, the most devastating conference championship losses ever, mm-hmm. and obviously both the Saints lost to the Rams and the Chiefs lost to the Patriots were in the top ten. Uh, the Patriots loss was actually number two. Uh, excuse me. The Saints loss uh, on the blown Roby Coleman uh, pass interference mm-hmm. uh, hit to the helmet. Uh, that was actually uh, number two, the the second most devastating loss of all time. Uh, this loss for the Rams does not is not at all devastating. It was a boring game. They no showed. They don't have like a long history. They don't really have any real fans. Nobody really cares. But I did c- p- put together what I do have is is the twenty most devastating uh, Super Bowl losses of all time. You've taken a look at my yeah. column, right? Yeah. So we're not going to go through every game, but we'll we'll talk about some of the highlights, and you can uh, give me any takes you have. On, on I mean, my general game. take is that it's bad. My list is. Bad. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes, but I'll correct them. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, okay, so my honorable mention was last year's Super Bowl. Very exciting Super Bowl. Obviously, a huge win for the Eagles. If the Patriots come back to win, it's right near the top as an well, Eagles well, loss. I, but for the Patriots, what do you? Yeah, I agree that I certainly agree with that. But what do you consider devastating? My my criteria would probably be how upset are the people in the locker room after the game. I think that's a oh, fair. So thing. not the fans. Uh, I'd say the players and the fans because the Patriots for the Patriots yeah. let's say that game let's let's say the Patriots had lost in a, you know an even more devastating way last year the, let's say they come back in time losing overtime on a pick six when they have the ball to ten 
like they've still yeah. won at that point they had won five exactly. Super Bowls. So like exactly. that's not they that, can't that, be that, that devastating. Like a team that's never exactly. won or hasn't won in fifty years has to beat that. Exactly. So the Eagles obviously no, on the I flip agree. side obviously could have yeah, had their exactly. hearts broken. So that that's why that one is not in my top twenty. I agree with you. Um but I will so, so some of the issues so one of my issues for what you have is I mean do you want to start going through like Sure. All right. So number twenty, I have uh, the Vikings' first. Super Bowl oh, loss. by the way, somebody—I um, won't say who—but somebody messaged me when you posted on Twitter and said, "Hold on." They said, "I haven't opened up Chester's devastating Super Bowl losses article yet, but I'm going to guess the Vikings' losses are all in the top ten. No, none of them are, because they weren't. Because uh, they—the Vikings no-showed. They weren't particularly close games, mm-hmm. and the the Vikings did not deserve to win any of the Super Bowls. So they, that person is wrong. Um. That person has to stop projecting their homerness onto me. Uh, yeah, so number 20, I have the Vikings' first Super Bowl loss. Um, this was sort of a mini version of the Jets. Right, Colts if the Super Jets had the lost the year before, before, this game would be very famous. Yeah, so uh, the Vikings were 12-point favorites. They were a historically good team, but there's a couple things. First of all, the, the Chiefs were much better than the Jets the year before, and also the Jets winning the year before made it a Yeah, it made it possible. Yeah. So, but you know, it was it was a pretty famous game for many years. Losing a twelve as a twelve point favorite is a big deal, but losing by three scores because there was no two point conversion, uh, like yeah. it's not a close game. Exactly. Exactly. And also, the the Vikings hadn't yet lost th- uh, four Super Bowls, so at the time, it's like, all right, we lost. We'll get yeah, back we'll get back another there. time. Um, a couple years later, they lose to the Dolphins. Uh, you know, but th- that was a game they were underdogs, and they didn't really they weren't particularly close. So I didn't care about that one. Maybe the Their least famous Super, Bowl Super like the least talked about Super Bowls that yeah. Minnesota Miami game. Yeah. Their third Super Bowl loss is number nineteen on my list. Um, it's it, that I think might be has an argument, and you mentioned it before. That's the game. It was two nothing at the half. That has an yeah, argument. I've seen. I've wa- have you ever watched this whole game? I've rewatched this whole game relatively recently. Well, yes, I actually did. For the the big play of the game, I, it was a lot like uh, the game we just watched, minus a couple defensive special teams touchdowns. Basically, the biggest play of the game for the Vikings is a pass interference. Like the entire, you know, it was like forty something yards. Was an awful call. Like yeah. they, for now it would be called uncatchable, and there was really not a lot going on. Um, yeah. and but it actually, yeah. it wasn't even the biggest play because I think Chuck Foreman fumbles on the next play from the yeah five. on the on the very next play. Yeah, Chuck yeah. Foreman fumbles. But on the five but yard so then line. the Steelers but get that, the ball. But then the Steelers and their punt is blocked the right into the end zone. So it's nine exactly. six so, late yes. in the third, <laughs> and the Vikings never get the ball well, back on, because l- the Steelers l- score a touchdown. Let's just, descri- let's just describe this exact. Um, the the play by play in this part of the game because this just illustrates how bad of a game yeah. it is. So it's nine. But it's not a bad game. It's two like iconic defenses. It's it's it was yeah, ugly. It's the, but it's the, yes, it's it's the steel curtain, the purple people eaters. Well, this game was supposed to be played in the brand new Superdome. The game wasn't ready, so it had to be played in Tulane Stadium. The stadium was not ready at all. The field was soggy because they hadn't put a tarp and there was a storm. It was a disaster of a game. It's nine nothing in the fourth quarter, as you said. The Steelers get flagged for a forty-two yard pass interference, which gives the Vikings first and goal from the five. It's a probably a bad call. My article links to all these key plays. So you can watch it yourself. On the very next play, Chuck Foreman fumbles the ball. The Steelers recover inside their own five. They go three and out. They punt back to the Vikings. The Vikings block the punt, recovered in the end zone, making it 9-6, and then the Vikings miss the extra yeah. point. So you have a bad call, a fumble, a block punt, and a missed extra point within four yeah, plays, yeah. basically. It's, it's very ugly. And then yeah, very so simply, the Steelers so have a very long drive where I think Franco Harris scores a touchdown, and and it was sixteen yeah. six, and the Vikings never get the ball with you know down by one score. Yeah. Now there was there was a Steelers fumble on that play that was overturned, and, and it was ruled that he was down. I think Tarkenton has four turnovers in the game, also. Yeah, Tarkenton's playoff stats are very very yeah. bad. The, the but listen, so were Elway's until four. he started winning at the end. Like you know, it was like he maybe yeah. dragging teams that weren't you know offenses that weren't capable to the Super Bowl. And then got exposed because that's really what happened, you know, to Elway against the Giants and the Redskins and stuff. Yeah, and the Niners. So yeah, so so that's 2019. Uh, after that, the Vikings are off this list. So uh, sorry, Vikings, uh, you mm-hmm. suck. Uh, number 18 on my list is Super Bowl 17, Washington 27, Miami 17. This was the strike year. This yeah, is the year it, that there's Washington an asterisk next to this whole season. Yeah, although to be fair, even though so eight teams end up making the playoffs, but the two best teams in each. Uh, conference, uh, one of them being your Jets in the AFC, did actually survive with no buys all the way to the conference championships. Yeah, I, they also like if you know how they did the schedule, they just canceled the seven games that they missed. I think. Yeah. So it was like yeah, a very so uneven schedule. Schedules. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but so but it was it was it was the, the two best teams actually made the Super Bowl or, or the two the two top seeds in each mm-hmm. conference. So that was fine. Um, John Riggins was like a machine in this game. He had thirty eight. Yeah, the Redskins were a capable Super Bowl yards. team. The Dolphins ultimately. 
it's a little bit of a blip that a team with David Woodley made, you know, made the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's so weird because yeah, in the previous decade, they made a bunch of Super Bowls with Brian Greasy. And then two years later, they make the Super Bowl with Dan Marino. But to make it this year, and David Woodley was the youngest starting quarterback to ever play in a Super Bowl mm-hmm. at that point. Woodley's not so, the worst yeah, it, Super Bowl was, QB ever because Rex Grossman really barely played other than the Super Bowl year. Yeah, no, well, Trent Dilfer. I mean, no, Dilfer had a career yeah. compared to those guys. Dilfer had more of a career. Yeah, than, yeah that's true. All right, so that's uh, number 18. Number 17 is the second Giants-Patriots mm. game. Yeah, they just so lost the close game. It can't be devastating. The, the issue is that that Giants team, like from a statistical standpoint, was just so historically mediocre. Nine and seven, outscored yeah. in the regular season. But that's why that coupled with the fact that the Patriots wanted revenge for four years yes, earlier. Yes, very frustrating loss. It was devastating for the Patriots. You could feel it the, the whole game that, oh, like, oh, this is happening again. You know, it was a weird game from the safety on. The thing is, the Giants believe they could move. Do you remember what the line was in that game? What what the spread was? Yeah, I, I have all the lines in my article. Oh, three-point so underdogs. Okay. So it was very much understood that the Giants the reason, might win. You have to point out, the reason they were only three-point underdogs, well, there's a couple reasons. First of all, because even though they sucked in the regular season, they had been phenomenal yeah. in the playoffs. They went into 15-1 Green Bay and Yeah, won. killed them. 37-20, right, I, mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they, had a, and then they had a very good playoffs. And then also because, yeah. Who they beat in the NFC Championship game? Early, the Niners? People thought. Yeah, people thought. Yeah, that was the Kyle yeah, Williams yeah. game. That was a very lucky one, yeah. obviously. But um, people thought that they they sort of had the the Patriots number. Um, so it's hard to have a Patriots loss too high. But also remember, the Patriots hadn't won a Super Bowl at this point in like eight. Right. Years, it felt like yeah. So it, long time. it yeah. yeah, it's weird that the Patriots dynasty has like four different eras basically. After this game, Eli only had one fewer ring than than uh, than Brady. Yeah, and uh, I think Brady's won more playoff games than Eli's won, won regular season games since then. Yeah. This is the game, um, as I say in my article, that clinched uh, the fact that Eli will one day join Joe Namath in the wing of the Hall of Fame reserve for no. quarterbacks who don't deserve I mean, I don't even want to talk about the Edelman really stuff, but a lot of people talked about the Edelman because yeah. Adam Schefter brought it up on... on yeah, that was insane. Uh, I, I, Adam, <laughs> well, actually, Nate Burleson brought it up in the postgame show. Oh, so. I, it's funny because I thought Nate Burleson was, was coherent compared to the other guys in the... Because uh, I never watched the pregame stuff during the year because, you know, or even the halftime because we have it on Red Zone a lot if I'm not watching the Jet game. Uh, so I didn't yeah. see any of Nate Burleson. Uh, Reese, I have really never seen any of it. And but he, the other guys are so bad that he's just like is decent by comparison. But that's insane. I, I yeah. mean, maybe yeah. his friends, maybe the same. You agent. had sent me. You had sent me earlier in the week a Homer article in the Boston Herald saying could Edelman be a Hall of Famer, and it was so preposterous that we just laughed about it. And I had even forgotten about it when I saw like after the game, like yeah. I didn't even connect it to. Yeah, well, we've discussed that in the Facebook group. We're not even going to entertain okay. that. Okay, after it's discussing it for eight minutes. Okay, sure. Yeah, all right. Uh, number 16 is the first L.A. Rams Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl 14, uh, Pittsburgh 31, L.A. Rams 19. The Rams were basically the Giants. They were 9-7. and seven. They were like the worst team to ever make a Super Bowl. But the funny thing about that Rams team is like the Rams were a dominant team in the 70s. They went 10 or mm-hmm. 4 or yeah. better six years in a row. And they had a top ten defense. And the history doesn't remember them because they don't have like a lot of Hall of Fame players. Ferragamo isn't really remembered. Well, they had the fearsome foursome on their on the on their defense, defense, but the offensive line. the offensive guys really don't stand yeah. the test of time. Yeah, and they um, but they lost four NFC championships. They lost uh th- of those six years, they lost in the playoffs three years to the Vikings, three years to the Cowboys, um, and then by '79 their windows closed. Then all of a sudden they end up in the Super Bowl, and they actually had a chance in that game. They actually took a lead. And also, the, the Steelers quarter. have now won three titles in five years. They look there's they feel yeah. completely unbeatable. Yeah, um, yeah. So the Rams take a 1917 mm-hmm. lead. On um, on a halfback option, Loris McCutcheon takes a handoff and throws it to Ron Smith to make it 1917. Um, and then Bradshaw throws an interception on each of the next two possessions, but the Rams cannot extend the lead. And then yeah, Bradshaw famous, throws a famous deep pass to touchdown. That play yeah. got Stallworth in the John Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stallworth and Lynn Swan, two of the worst. I mean, they Basically, both made the Hall of Fame on their Super Bowl prowess. So if Edelman played in the 70s, he'd already be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, anyone who played on the Patriots, on the Steelers in the 70s. Just like, I mean, if it worked now, Brewski and. Seymour and all those guys would be first ballot. All those they'd guys, all yeah. be. Well, Richard Seymour should be. I mean, they put Troy Brown in. They'd yeah. put. They'd put Lawyer Malloy. They'd yeah. put every single, every, every single yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, number fifteen. I have uh, the uh, after the two thousand nine season. New Orleans thirty one. Indy seventeen. A fourteen point spread is is a lot, but obviously the the Colts are driving to tie the game when um, Peyton Manning throws a, a pick six that makes. But I, if I remember, I don't remember that order. game. I haven't really rewatched that game uh, recently at all. But I didn't the Colts take a big lead at the beginning of the game? No. The, yes, okay, they so did. No, they did. They're up 10 nothing. Well, hold on. Yeah. Well, this is what I want to talk about that game. So 
That was the season when the Saints started 13 and 0 and the Colts started right. 14 and the and, and the Colts threw their last means, two games on purpose. Yeah. Into December, into December, we were talking about not only could there be one undefeated team, we could have two 18 and 0 teams yeah. meeting in the yes. Super Bowl. That was the drama in December. Um yeah, then obviously uh Tony Dungy intentionally loses to the Jets uh No, with Jim Caldwell. Some idiotic or Jim Caldwell, excuse me. Yeah, did I? Did I? Tony, Tony Dungy was article? at this point my coworker. Uh, we were watching these games. Uh, uh, Jim, yeah, he probably defended the decision. Oh yes, I have in the article. Tony Dungy idiotically. Oh, so I got to edit that. <laughs> it's I Caldwell. I you rem- I remember because the Jets are seven and seven. Uh, Rex had famously declared the matter after they they lose on a last second touchdown yeah. at home, seven to three game playoffs. to Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, who somehow owned them, even though they must have only played him you know a couple times when, once he left the Chiefs. Like, um. Yeah, he says, we're out of the, sorry, we're out of the play. Amazingly, Rex Ryan, bad at math, says, like, we're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Finds out that was wrong. Getting killed by the Colts. Can't stop Peyton Manning. And then he calls off the dogs. They have a they have a kickoff return for a touchdown, I believe, also the Jets. They win that game. They beat the Bengals, who aren't trying, because they know they have to play the, the Jets again the next week. And then, of course, the Jets win their first two playoff games and lead the, the Colts at halftime of the AFC Championship game. Yes. So maybe, like, it's not a great team if they, if, like... A seven and nine caliber Jets team is leading them in Indianapolis in the third quarter of the AFC Championship game. Uh, I, I we don't appreciate it as much like the great teams from the '90s, and maybe it's because the salary cap era. Like, if you were a good team, you won your conference championship game like fifty-one to three, right? You look back at what the Bills and the uh, Niners and the, the Cowboys score. used to do. Uh, uh, like, that's what they did in their good the years. The actual score of uh, a game. The Bills beat the Raiders fifty-one-three. Like they exactly. Um. We have not mentioned the Bills yeah, yet. So, in this so yeah, article. so the, the Colts take the Colts take a ten nothing lead in that game. Uh, the Steeler, the, the Saints catch up, and then of course they. I announced at at uh, Amitai Degan's house or jo- uh, Josh Weiss's house. We watched that Super Bowl when it's ten nothing Colts. Like, oh, the Colts are going to win this by forty. Like I announced, this game not, is over. Not a good call. Uh, yeah. And I, I was wrong. But by the way, uh, I mean, I just gave away one of them. Can you name the only other onside kick in a Super Bowl to occur before the fourth? Okay, quarter? so Saints was the Eagles didn't do it last year. Uh, no, the, when so you say it, it I'll, it'll ring a bell. But no, I, off the top of my head, I can't. It was in the Patriots Falcons game after they scored to make it twenty-eight. Uh, nine. And they recovered it. No, they did oh, not interesting. recover it. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, because so, they were the Patriots were down by so much. The third quarter. That's interesting. In okay. Quarter. And a non-surprise one. Obviously, the Sean Payton one is a surprise one. All right, number 14, I have the first Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously, the Patriots were massive underdogs, 14-point underdogs, which is we have not had a spread of uh, that high since since uh, 2001, even when we had... Like, I mean, there have been so many Patriots. upsets. It would, it would be hard for a game, a Super Bowl, to have a spread bigger than that. Yeah, exactly, which is why... And, and every time there's been a massive spread other than the 49ers-Chargers, every other one, the the underdog not only has covered, they've won outright. Yeah, I think that's why uh, they would be very afraid to have a, a exactly. you know, past uh, I mean, 10 or 11. The Broncos were 14-point underdogs in 97, they won. The Patriots were 14-point underdogs in 2001, they won. The Giants were 13 Now, if you're going by... the if, see, if your metric is how mad are the fans, well, like, the Rams fans are... It's a weird situation because they had just won... Yeah, exactly. They won two years before, and so that's why I only have. But it's all. It was also like astonishing that they lost. The Patriots were this fly by night team. I mean, the Patriots after the Super Bowl were consensus. The worst I said it to the Patriots seen. fan. I mean, I'm sure I'm an a hole for saying it, but I said it to like the next morning and in school, like to the Pats fan, like congrats on the worst team ever winning the Super Bowl. To be fair, that guy yeah. t- had told me like eight weeks earlier that he was a Giants and a Pats fan. Um, and then oh, he, okay. he seventeen years <laughs> yeah, later, but, there's no uh, Giants stuff on his Facebook page. Tom Brady, just so we can remember how much of like a game manager nothing. I'm sure there's an article like worst guy to ever win a Super Bowl, like won't do anything. Bledsoe's going to oh, be the quarterback yeah. next oh, year. Oh, for sure. He was a sixth. I'm round sure there's nobody. some scorching takes game, if you could go through some archives. With 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 81 seconds to go, he was 11 for 19 for 92 yards mm-hmm. in that game, and they took over with those 81 seconds to go, tied at 17, and the assumption was. Well, you don't want to. You just want to kneel. You know, just want to run, run, run because the 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 um the Rams have no timeouts left. And if you do incomplete pass, you're going to punt back and then give the greatest show on turf a chance right. to come back themselves and kick a game-winning field goal. And so uh, Brady throws checkdowns to backup running back J.R. Redmond on first down, and uh, then he and he gets a first down. And then he throws another checkdown to Redmond who runs out of bounds. He only looked down. He, only one pass in that entire drive was to anybody other than J.R. Redmond. Mm-hmm. He hits Troy Brown for 23 yards, and then of course Adam Vinatieri hits mm-hmm. the field goal. Yeah, so that's number 14 on my list. Uh, number 13 on my list is uh, the, the Broncos-Packers Super Bowl, which I just mentioned a second ago, 1997. Super Put my 32. lucky hat on. Hold on. 
Yeah. So the here's the here's the crazy thing about that game. So the Broncos were fourteen point underdogs. This was a tremendous upset. Well, people were but assuming the, that like, whoa, this is what the Broncos do. They get to the Super Bowl and they're wildly overmatched. Exactly. So the Broncos' previous three Super Bowls, they had lost by thirty two points on average. The AFC had the yes on average the A, on average they lost by ninety six points combined mm-hmm. in three games, which seems almost yeah. impossible. The the AFC had lost thirteen consecutive Super Bowls because when you look back at it in hindsight, this spread is impossible to understand. The Patriot, the Broncos were the best team in football that year by just about every metric. Right, Terrell Davis was was like understood to be an absolutely incredible. Like you know, if you had said he's a Hall of Famer at the time, you would have assumed like he was an immortal, basically, not just like a. Yeah, they led the they led the league in scoring mm-hmm. that year. They had the number one offense. Um, they had a top five defense. They had the league's best point differential by far. I, but they're playing the defending so, champion who looked really good in the Super Bowl the previous year. And, and not just the defending champions, but Brett Favre Three-time at that point MVP. was back-to-back-to-back, to back yeah. to back, which has never happened. Yeah. You know, may never happen yeah, People again. forget how good Favre three was. MVPs I mean, it's a little bit of a fallow you know, period. It's like the post-Jordan, the mid, you know, I guess in between Jordan or like post-Jordan in the NBA. So I'm going to argue something else. Steve Young was at his apex then. The problem is that at the time... You know, we didn't we didn't look at numbers the right way. So Steve Young would throw for like twenty nine touchdowns and five yeah. interceptions, and, and Favre would throw for thirty four touchdowns and twenty yeah. interceptions, and we'd be like, oh, Favre well, has more touchdowns. So your your argument is that Favre wasn't the MVP, which is fine, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, Steve Young, the quality yeah, Steve of Young quarterbacks. Sure Steve Young it's, wins those it's, it's the post Montana pre Peyton Manning yeah. era is it was a little yeah. fallow, is yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, Elway's old and Marino's old. Yeah, Marino's old and done. I mean, always obviously not done. Yeah, he's, he's not done, but he's almost done. Row. And Marino's but, done, and yeah. Kelly's done, and Aikman's done. Yeah. So, yeah. So that Super Bowl was incredibly exciting for three quarters. Then the fourth quarter was super boring. It was punt, 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 until the final two minutes again. Sports Illustrated put on the cover that week, the- best Super Bowl of all time. Now, that's been passed by about 11 different games since then. I made a, I made a yeah. pretty strong case for this when we ranked the Super Bowls. What was it, two years ago, I think? But um, yeah, I think yeah. it was a great game. It felt I, more than any other game because we didn't get Brady Breeze this year. We've really never gotten the immortal quarterback versus immortal quarterback other than Manning well, we Manning Breeze, Breeze, the Manning that we discussed, well, the Manning Breeze game. That's really yeah, and you had a few in the seven. No, I'm saying though. since then, since this game, no, oh, since this game, since we then, get yeah. Elway Favre. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're getting Chris Chandler's out there. Like, you never get... I mean, Warner uh, McNair are, are, are two Hall of Famers, basically, right? But well, he's not, not in the Hall of Famers. I mean, he's a he's Hall of Fame level player, yeah. certainly, at the time. No, no, he's at, not. At no, that he's time? He's in, he's, in the, he's in the next category with, like, Randall Cunningham and, and you know... Guys oh, like I hear. I don't know what those guys have in common. Um, I don't know... Um, yeah, so that's it, right? Because, I mean, Eli sucks, so there's really no... There hasn't. I'm trying to think. I guess McNabb. We love we love McNabb, but McNabb Brady didn't feel at the time like some Titanic matchup. Um, so there, you, yeah. Well, McNabb is in that category also. He's good. He's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, I guess like Roethlisberger, Rogers. But they're right. They're, the point is, there have Roth- not been. It, this game felt like a like the like a you know a super Super Bowl. It felt like such a big deal. Well, let's think. So you have Troy Aikman against Jim Kelly two years in a row. Those are Hall of Famers, but not like top twenty guys. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess by the like the ne- I mean, by the by the fourth game, you have like a guy who's in his fourth Super Bowl versus a guy trying to repeat. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. that counts. But since that, you know, you have El- you have Elway, um, Brett Favre. We talked about you have, you have Tom. Brady well, yeah, Elway, Montana. But like in hindsight, that's better. And plus, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a good game. Yeah, Montana, Ken Anderson, Ken Anderson. Well, and Montana, Ma- game, Montana, Marino, so, yeah. but Marino's. I mean, he's an amazing yeah. rookie. He's a rookie, so you don't you don't know the Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's not a bad point. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Yeah, and then all these other. But ones these were like, all right, here are the top two guys. Here are the top two teams, obviously, and like here's you know a Titanic battle between these two teams. Yeah, I mean Montana Marino, especially because '84 for Marino was the greatest season by any quarterback yeah. ever. Right, but he's a rookie, so you yeah, don't under- like he- in the at the time you don't understand how big of a deal it is. But that season was a huge And it's, it's Montana's only second Super Bowl, so he's not an immortal yet. He's just a great player. Um, yeah. I also, yeah, but just every single, if you remember, every single guy on those teams was like was like an all-pro. Like the Broncos were littered with all-pros. You know, they had Nalen and Atwater and and uh, uh, Smith and, and McCarthy and, and the Packers also. Yeah. Mark Shamura and... and yeah. uh, I don't know if Mark Schumer is the first time I would have mentioned. I might have gone with Reggie White. Reg- oh, I was going to go to defense. I was going to say Reggie White and uh, is Sharper on that team. Like, not a lot of great guys. No, he's, he's later. Um, yeah. 
But um, yeah, uh, yeah. So, Butler, so, Leroy Butler was the safety on those teams. But here's the crazy part about that game. So, you know, Brett Favre is 28 years old as a three-time MVP, and the Packers are like, all right, we're fine. Well, Brett Favre never went to another right. Super Bowl. And the Packers wouldn't make it back for a long time. But yeah, they were defending champions. So how devastated are you really? You know, you've still and they lost the they ball. lost a very close game to a team that was like one percent better than them. You know, you're devastated, uh, right? But not you could say you could make. I by the way, you can make an argument that shouldn't even be on the list in, in a sense. Yeah, when we get to the top twelve, these are just about all teams who have not. Well, won I, this is like it. a five hour podcast at this point. That's fine. We're at the half an hour oh mark God. right now. Yeah, but starting with the fact that we like spoke for so long, this is. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been talking for five hours. That's true. All right. Um, so number twelve, I have uh, the Patriots over the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers were like a yeah. I don't want this. This let's skip to the next one. Like this isn't even uh, like the Panthers didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl, and then they didn't deserve to like. I mean, they played so poorly in this game. I don't understand. Well, they played great in the fourth quarter. They scored a lot of touchdowns, but they gave up a lot of touchdowns. I mean, like, this would have been an atrocious team winning the Super Bowl. I mean, let me put, Akiva, if your team was tied in the Super Bowl with less than a minute and a half to go, and you lost. Yeah, fine. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's not a lot to discuss here. Like, it's a pretty straightforward, like, you lost to a better team in a close game, similar to the other. Like, that doesn't... All right. Okay. Fine. All right. Number eleven, I have uh, very similar. The the difference is that they got down and actually they they were at the one yard line. line. But this was—I mean, this wasn't a close game. It was sixteen to nothing. People forget it. Yeah, and they came. Well, they came. Well, the crazy part of this game is in the first half, the 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 Rams had five long drives. Kurt Warner threw for two hundred and seventy-seven yards. They got into the red zone five times. They hit three field goals. They had a turnover on downs and a missed field goal. So they only led nine nothing at the half. Yeah. Um, all right, so fine. That's it. Let's get to the top ten. Number ten, your beloved Jets, your lone Super Bowl victory. I mean, probably until itself, five years ago, a lot of people would have considered this one. I I do think, other than the one play games, uh, which we'll get to much later, I th- like you know where you're literally a play away or an inch away or something. Um, and also, I don't count that Titans as an inch away because they were the inferior team and they were an inch away from tying, but they still probably lose an overtime. From tying the game, exactly. Yeah. And also, like, they weren't, I mean, yeah, like, I guess the Titans, you haven't even said the the Ravens-Niners game, but it's almost identical. The the difference is, I guess, the Niners probably would have won, right, because they're not down by seven in the Westbrook play. I mean, the Crabtree play. Like, they would have been an undeserving winner. I don't think you, I think that game should be outside the top 15, the Niners lost. Honestly, they were getting demolished, and they shouldn't have won that game. Well, when we ranked our Super Bowls a couple years ago, you thought that was the worst Super Bowl, and I thought that was. No, it was was an unwatchable game. Everyone left their Super Bowl parties because. Yeah. There was a delay, like that ruins and, part of the game, and that, and and that was equal. And as I argued with you at the time, that was equally true of the Patriots Falcons game. The only difference is one team finished it off and one team didn't. So if you're anti comebacks, you got to be consistent. Uh, I think the, I think um, the Jets uh, is like the Colts. When we talk about locker rooms and fan bases, I think the Colts locker room is different than any other locker room of any of these games we've talked about. But but hold on, I think their mouths are a game. The, yes, but the game itself was an unwatchable game. It was not, not a good game. game. They lose game. by two scores, but I just think like the, and, it, but it's like a and, and and hold on. Also, the Super Bowl didn't really mean anything. It's like if Mike Tyson. It's like if Mike Tyson instead of losing at like in the ninth round of Buster Douglas lost in a, in a blowout in round one. Just like absolutely gets demolished and loses in five seconds, like Aldo does to Conor McGregor but, if but, UFC guy. But but again, here's the thing: the Colts. At the time, the NFL's teams, they were still the NFL champions, and then they lost this exhibition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's an that interesting argument. You're saying that it doesn't matter yet. It was embarrassing, but it wasn't. It was like it was a team losing their bowl game. So you think that, it, like, so right, you're so spinning what? it that they weren't even trying, which is interesting. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they Well, they didn't play their starting quarterback. In hindsight, like, you know, like why does Unitas come in late in the game? And Morrill was a good enough player, certainly, to win a Super Bowl. Um yeah. Why, like, why does he play that game? Like, think about what Skip Bayless would do if, if like, LeBron, like, doesn't play, yeah. comes in late and scores, like, 20 points in the fourth quarter, but he, like, missed the game until it was out of reach. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It was very odd. Yeah. And it was uh, Earl Morrill comes in for the next game. So let's get to the next one. On my list. So number nine on my list is two years later, the Baltimore Colts against the Dallas Cowboys. So let's talk about this one for a second because no one talks about this, but this was actually a really good game. So it's the first year after the merger. The NFC, the Packers, won the first two Super Bowls mm-hmm. easily. The AF, the AF, the NFL, the AFL, the next two years pulled off upsets, the Jets over the Colts, and then the Chiefs over mm-hmm. the Vikings. Super Bowl five, uh, we have two conferences within one league for the first time. The Baltimore Colts are moved over to the to the AFC, mm-hmm. actually. 
And they are playing in the Super Bowl, a young team never before played in the Super Bowl, the Dallas Cowboys. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Cowboys dominate in the early going but have to settle for a couple of field goals. And then you have this crazy play where Johnny Unitas throws a deep ball. It bounces off the hands of the intended receiver, appears to possibly graze the fingertip of Cowboys Hall of Fame defensive back Mel Renfro, and then falls into the hands of John Mackey, the uh, Colts tight end, who uh, gathers it and gallops 75 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Now, under the rules at the time, if a ball touched one offensive player, another offensive player could not was not a legal receiver unless a defender touched it in between. Mm-hmm. So the question was, did Renfro's finger gra- graze the ball or not? And he insisted, the, and, and you know the Cowboys insisted it did not, but the, the refs ruled it did. So you have that sort of crazy play that leads to a touchdown for the Colts. The Colts take a lead. It's 13-6. Mm-hmm. to six. And then, and this is a reverse of the Super Bowl we were just talking about, Unitas leaves in the third quarter. He gets hurt, and Earl Morrill comes in. So Earl Morrill comes in. Uh, they're winning 13-6, but they've really only had that one miracle play offensively. And he actually starts moving the ball against the Cowboys' mm-hmm. defense. But he drives all the way down, throws an interception. Then he drives all the way down again. This is even a weirder play. This game had a lot of weird plays. Uh, he hands it off to Sam Haverlack. Haverlack is supposed to toss it back to Morrill for like a flea flicker type play. Mm-hmm. But Jethro Pugh, the defensive lineman for the Cowboys, breaks up the play. And, ha- and so Haverlack doesn't know what to do. He looks downfield and chucks it to Mackey. But... Before, if you remember, they were targeting Hinton, and it gets tipped, and Mackey catches it. This time, the running back on, a, on an option is targeting Mackey, but Hinton steps in and intercepts the ball from his own teammate. Mm-hmm. So now he's running. Then the ball gets stripped by Cornell Green of the Cowboys. Uh, old football is almost like slapstick yeah. sometimes. While he's running towards the end zone, the ball bounces out of the back of the end zone, and so it's a touchback for the Cowboys after all that. So anyway, so we, we have then we have fumble, missed, uh, missed field goal, punt, interception, punt, fumble, interception. Um, it goes back and forth, back and forth. Finally, it's tied at 13 with uh, just a couple minutes left in the game. And the Colts drive down the field. Another ball that, that bounces off. Um, uh, oh, this is what happens. It's 13 to 13, excuse me. And the Cowboys have the ball at midfield trying to uh, get into field goal range to win the game. And a Morton pass bounces off the hands of wide open Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves would have some bad luck in the Super Bowl, wouldn't mm-hmm. he? <laughs> And um, it gets intercepted, and so instead of the Cowboys driving to win the game, it's the Colts who come out and kick a game-winning field goal. Okay. So I thought that was a very good game, and it was pretty devastating for the Cowboys because they had so many chances to win. Yeah. All right. Uh, number eight, we already discussed, the Niners-Ravens. I mean, I, I yeah. se- incredible yeah. comeback. A s- incredible bad game. comeback. Nobody would, was happy been... after that game, yeah. other than the Ravens fans. And yeah, Joe Flacco got a zillion-dollar right. contract that even at the time you knew he didn't deserve. The Patriots? Yeah. Eagles game you have I, it's a it's this is even less than this this is the worst ranking uh definitely the worst ranking on the thing you could argue this shouldn't be in the top 20 the Eagles okay. lost so to a me... superior team they were inept to the point where like they couldn't handle an, a two-minute drill turned into an eight-minute drill they trailed by 10 late yeah. in the game like there's nothing about this game that puts it this is the least impressive loss of any okay. of these so 20 can games. Can I give the counterpoints? Can I give the counterpoints? Yeah. Okay, counterpoint number one is that the Eagles had been to the NFC Championship game four years ago. Yeah, in so a row. they're playing with house money. It's, now they made the Super Bowl. No, it's not that they're house money. It's that this team, like the Vikings, has never won a Super Bowl, and they've been close year after year. Their fans year did year not year think they they'd win. They never appeared like they would win, and then they didn't win. This is not even a this is not a devastating loss compared to okay, a lot of the see, other games here, that we've again, talked about. I uh, the Eagles started out the season. Thir- the Eagles, so three years in a row, they lose the NFC Championship game. The biggest problem is that Donovan McNabb does not have a weapon. He gets Terrell Owens in that offseason. Owens, through 14 games, has 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns. And the Eagles are 13 and 1. The Eagles were the favorites at that point of the season to win the Super Bowl. The Patriots weren't like a massive juggernaut yet. Tom Brady was not an elite mm-hmm. quarterback yet. The Eagles were the favorites. Then the Eagles lose Terrell Owens at the same time of the year that they lost Carson Wentz last year, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the Eagles are, are massively depleted, but then in an almost, you know, like a, um, almost like the Knicks in, not, in, uh, with Willis Reed, Terrell Owens makes a courageous return to the Super Bowl on one leg. And the Eagles actually outplayed the Patriots in the first half. And the game was tied. I mean, how could this quarter. be above like a team that, lo- that lost by a yard? I mean, the, the Eagles never, essentially well, okay. never get a chance to tie or win with the ball, which is the definition of a close okay. game in the fourth quarter. So. Well, okay, so for the re- for, because coming into the season, the, the Eagles fans were already devastated and, de- and desperate. Then in the season, they were the best team in the league in December. 
And then coming into the game, the player who they had lost, which was the reason they were the underdogs in this game, comes back. And by the way, had a monster game, nine catches for 122 mm-hmm. yards. And then they take a lead in the first half. And then, yes, in the third quarter, they blow it. It's 14-14. The Patriots score twice. It's 24-14. to And then the narrative is, and my memory is, that Andy Reid and McNabb took eight minutes to drive when they were down 10 and needed two scores. And McNabb was vomiting all over the field. That's not actually accurate. Their drive took fewer than four mm-hmm. minutes. They were just moving very drive. slowly. Yeah, that that's how I that's how our memories, you know, remember it. It's like the Mandela effect. But actually, they score a touchdown. There's still, you know, two minutes to go. And they um and then, by the way, the onset kick fails, but they hold the Patriots to a three and out, and they get the ball back with forty six seconds to go, down by a field goal. So it wasn't impossible. They have no yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, okay, so this is a very typical like game you see every Sunday on the Red Zone channel. Except for the fact that the team had lost four years in a row and was, you know... I'd like to hear from one of our Eagles guys if, if, you know, how they felt after this game. But I imagine it's... Prior to to the Nick Foles Super Bowl last year, this was the most devastating loss for a Philadelphia fan of our age in any sport. I can promise you that. More than the Allen Iverson... All right, let's rip through these last ones because this is long. Uh, So this next game is 18-0, right? The Patriots losing to the Giants. From a historical perspective... I think this has to be one. I think what was lost here is bigger than the Super Bowl. But the Patriots fans can't be that devastated because they have so many. They have rings so many right. rings. Fine, but I but they're very entitled, as we know. They're a different fan base than any other fan base, especially now when they like literally go into every year expecting to win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I I just think the difference between this game and, and forget let's since Super Bowl three, it's the only time where a team lost and probably said like I. Like, when the game was over, can't believe the game was over. Like, even, you know, Brady throwing the deep bomb to Moss. Like, I'm sure they all felt like, oh, he's just going to catch that. And, like, that's, that's just what happened this yeah. year. They had, you know. Yeah. In hindsight, they started slowing down eight weeks before this. And, and the writing was on the wall. Yeah. The second yeah, second half of the regular season. But, but I, sure. just losing to this mediocre team on the craziest play, at the, certainly at the time, the craziest play ever. Uh, I, I I think like their eyes fell out. I, this this has to be higher than it is, uh, because number five you have a, a, a you know that game felt like you know a, like the a Super Bowl Super Bowl number six the Patriots uh, Giants. But during but during the game it was actually it a was bad a sloppy game, game but every minutes. play felt really big. It felt like oh my god I can't believe it's like I can't believe it's the fourth quarter. It feels like it's the second mm, quarter. No for the for the. For the first two and a half quarters, we assumed, all right, at some point, right. the Patriots and then just never happened, which is sort of like this past yeah. game, which like we assumed that the game would pick up on both sides. Yeah, most of this game was not an exciting, and I just rewatched this game. Most not an exciting game, game. I agree, I agree. Game, honestly. But yeah. the we're, only val- we're about to talk about it, it, a, a it, game that felt like, uh, like a wild card game, the Steelers-Cardinals, which didn't feel like a Super Bowl at all. The Cardinals were an atrocious team with no fan base. Uh, they, they had no defense. They gave a fifth. I remember watching a game that year. They gave a fifty-six points to a Jets team that didn't make the playoffs. Like this was a bad team. Yeah, they got blown out at home to the Vikings. It's the uh, only super. Other than the blackout game, it's the only Super Bowl party. Super Bowl party I've I've ever been at where like a million people just left at halftime. It's like, oh, this is just really boring. Like it doesn't feel like a Super Bowl. Well, well, okay, so okay, so the teams nobody cared about the Cardinals. I agree, and the Steelers, and you know, not that exciting. But if you are a Cardinals fan or a player, and Mm -hmm. they do exist, you'll never won. And the way you. And the way you lost was devastating because you had the lead in this game multiple times. All right, so it's it was a very weird game. The game doesn't even start to the to till the James Harrison play. That's really when the game starts. Well, the, the James Harrison play is the greatest. Yeah, play it is it is it literally days. swings fourteen points. But um, yeah. that's really when the game starts. But then the Eagles go up twenty to seven in the fourth quarter, and then Larry Fitzgerald kind of takes over, and then there's one great play. Uh, like yeah. the Fitzgerald plays incredible, and then and then the Holmes catch is amazing. There yeah. are a lot of it, so this, is, this is this is like this, this game has so many incredible. This plays. is a, it is a bad game with like five amazing plays. That's really what it was. <laughs> All right, you had multiple uh, score changes mm-hmm. late in the game, and you I just feel like they have no fans. Had. They had no fan bases. They were happy yeah. to be there. They were they would have been they would have yeah. been the worst team to ever win the Super Bowl. They probably would have been worse than that nine and seven Giants team. Yeah, look, you know my opinion about these teams, the Cardinals and the Rams and the Chargers mm-hmm. and, you know, the Diamondbacks in baseball, these fake teams with fake fans. You know my opinion about that. But for the purpose of this, we have to put ourselves in the feet of whoever, you know, in the shoes of whoever these mm-hmm. fans are. There are There is somebody there. Yeah, all right. So the next game is the second Niners-Bengals game, the late 80s Niners-Bengals game, 20-16. to 16. It's a bad game. It's a yeah. boring game. It's a rematch, which, like, at the time was 
uh, kind of boring for a Super Bowl. Well, it was eight years later. I mean, the, the, right, the Bengals, Bengals had a different, different quarterback. quarterback. The Niners have the but same. They were a total different team. Um, the crazy part to me about this game is that there's something in NFL history called the drive, and it's not the drive in this game, and I don't understand how that can be. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, the yeah the Elway the, and not only is it something called I think it's was it one year later or something, but wasn't this yeah. called the drive too? But if you Google the drive, the only thing you find is John Elway's play. Uh, Elway also had two drives. Elway had a, something they called the drive too. Yeah. Oh no. So because you know why? Because the first Elway drive is eighty six. The second one is like eighty nine or ninety or something. So the drive had already okay. happened. Yeah, so how Brock could you call this the drive when the, or the the drive was the eighty six Browns game? Yeah, I know what this is famous for. The John is Candy Montana's is the most famous Candy, thing. Right El- Rice had yeah. the best game for receiver. Um, you know, you could hate on Edelman, but he, you know, he probably had, you know, probably top five. Yeah, but for the Bengals, this is devastating because they've had two Super Bowls and each. Yeah, one especially in hindsight, if you add the hindsight, games. never get back, right? Never even get uh, especially close. Yeah. Uh, all right, number mm-hmm. three is many would say the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, okay, so this is, and I, I said it before, and I'll take it back, like this is, uh, you know, two Titans going at it, and Bra- uh, Brady Wilson, yeah. except it's not two Titans in their prime the same way the Farvel way thing. It's like you don't realize at the time, and some people still don't realize, that all the MMQB writers don't realize how good Russell Wilson is now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, my take, which I've said a hundred times. Number three, by the way, is because the Seahawks that were defending champs, so, all right, you didn't win two Super Bowls in a row, boo-hoo. If the Seahawks have never won a Super Bowl, you know, this is just... As oh, yeah, you throw up. You, you, I would have thrown up after this game if I was a Seahawks fan. Literally just like... The, the, but I'll also say the... And, and I've said this take a hundred times, but it, the the play call they called was bad, but the idea of passing on that down was definitely the right thing to do. Oh, of course. Yes, they yes they didn't... That was not the mistake. It was just a bad play call. You throw a fade or something that can't be intercepted. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yes. You, you and I and you Nina can't. You can't run. You can't run on that play. You run. You you have one yeah. run, and if you run on that on that play, then every other yeah. play is a passing down. And you're down. forced to, yeah, and you're you're forced to throw the next two. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um. And the, the the coaching mistake in this game is Belichick's failure to call a timeout. Yeah. Belichick. Seconds, Belichick which, screwed up the game. He should have ruined his whole legacy. If the yeah. Seahawks win this game, yeah. that this is because Popovich has that game. Right. Popovich is a legend who had who who essentially. Takes Duncan takes out, Duncan for, the out for the rebound. Still thinks it was the right thing to do now, uh, but one hundred percent cost them a championship because Duncan makes that rebound. The Spurs win that game by seven or eight points, and they win the series in six. Yeah, the same thing. Belichick lost control of that game, but because the Patriots end up winning through no benefit, not because of Belichick, but because of Malcolm mm-hmm. Butler. Pat's truthers. I mean, the very next day, I linked to it in the article. Bill Simmons wrote like a retroactive uh, running uh, diary uh-huh. of this game. And he says at the time, you're such a mistake by Belichick. But now I've had 24 hours to think about it, and now I realize he's actually a genius. And by not calling a timeout, he forced Pete Carroll yeah, to stress yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Pete Carroll had 40 seconds. Right. If there was like 11 yeah. seconds left, then you could worry about it. But no, you need to yeah, – Brady no, Brady can drive the ball with 20 time. seconds left. All right. But that's been beaten into yeah. the yeah, – okay, fine. So Yeah. Number, number I mean, two it's very Scott simple. Norwood. Number two is very simple the, because there is no history. It's the Bills' first Super Bowl, but there's no history because this is the first of their four. Yeah, if it's reversed, if this is the fourth in a row, instead, of, you know, I mean, it's how much infinitely... I can't be beaten. If you lost a 70-point lead, it couldn't be beaten. It would be the worst <laughs> loss in sports history. At the time, it probably was. Yeah. I mean, yes, if losing a fourth straight Super Bowl... However, it's fascinating. We have not mentioned the word Bills, really, until now. You, The next game, I understand, that's a pretty straightforward loss. And then the third one is a blowout. And you don't have really any blowouts on this and the, list. And the, and the, and then it's the not a blowout. One, it's a little well, closer than people remember. I mean, I remember by the fourth Super Bowl that Bill. It was understood they would lose, correct? It was right. I I think sort of logic would dictate that the first one would be close and the second one would be a blowout. But they actually had a and listen, they lost to a better team. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl they should have won was this one, and the Redskins won maybe to lose. Yeah, for the Vikings to lose their fourth Super Bowl and the Bills to lose their fourth Super Bowl, it's depressing because you're like, oh my god, we lost again. But you were an underdog. You're prepared for yes. Yeah, exactly. And then number one, of course, is twenty-eight to three. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. Like, I, like, I, yeah. if I would never watch another sporting event again, other than biathlon, if this happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> Chester, what are you yeah. doing next week? Do you want to yes. go to Utah? The biathlons in America next week. I will come to. I will go to fly to America. I will go to. I'll, we will. I mean, we'll fly to Utah together. We'll go to Soldiers Hollow. We'll, we'll watch Johannes yeah. Bo. Uh I'll ask. My, I'll ask. Will Jen give me? You have to explain to her what biathlon is. <laughs> yeah would that be the worst thing a husband's done ever like leave the family to go watch biathlon in utah for a few <laughs> yeah. for sure she'll like think that's code for like 
I don't know, cheating on your wife or doing heroin yeah, or you, something. You, you, you missed, yeah, you missed yeah. my reference, but anyhow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Keeve. So we kept it under an hour. It feels like it was much longer. I don't know why. Well, again, because we've yeah. been speaking on the phone. Maybe you've been boring me. All right, but I, I appreciate your list. I hope the the uh, football historians appreciate this. Some people maybe uh, saw it. Yeah, well, listen. The football historians. This is a last kiss for them. There's going to be no football, at least. Yeah, no, no football talk till we get Kalish on for the draft in a couple of months. Uh, I think we still have one more week before we do the our, our massive movie rankings. Maybe that should be like a two week yeah. podcast, so we like kill a lot of time. So what are we? Talking I don't know. About give us suggestions. People should give us suggestions, and we'll figure All it out. Right. Yeah, if listeners want to, I'm out of ideas. Recommendations. We. It is weird because yeah. like we, we, we get like hundred. We get like a million ideas for the for Robin Akiva needs a podcast. So yeah. I need like a separate sort of like ideas for this podcast now. What if you came up with an so idea? Why don't you Actually, you did do come up with this a, one. A, a, se- a, a secondary wheel. Not a wheel, but like I just need wheel like a secondary <laughs> flow of, of like sports and pop culture related ideas that we could do. Yeah. Probably the sports ones that Rob vetoes in the other podcast. We don't get a lot of sport. sports. We really listeners. haven't gotten any sports ones. The play by play of the Madden game. I thought yeah, I'll say the sports fans really like that one. I thought it was a lot of fun. We yeah. loved it. The game was funny. Had some fun moments, but the non-sports fans like that's a non-starter to them. Well, but but that's what I th- well, but I think that's why that you and I should have done that on this podcast instead of you and Rob doing. So it you're on like other retconning podcasts. like old podcasts and making them In hindsight. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll figure stuff. Send the put. An, yeah, we have another good idea for this podcast, but it's already been reserved by the other podcast. It's all ready to go. It's it's all baked and just you know. Oh, you mean sit, you're on the wheel? The, uh, you have a podcast on the wheel. Yeah, but the whole thing is is ready and prepared. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. I I actually yeah. want that's uh, yeah. what's that? That's TV theme song bracket. We're gonna we're gonna decide the best theme song yeah. ever. Uh, the one thing about that is I almost want that to happen in March because March is bracket season. Famously, I, I like I if we yeah. could wait a few more weeks on that and then that comes up. Like I will pick that as my wild card as the as coin to keep his choice. Keeps choice yeah. if that, but not until March. Like I think in March that's. But you guys have never hit. You guys have never hit. Never Robert even when choice. we had two spots on the wheel for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand how your wheel dynamics. What do you mean? Work. It's very simple. Everything gets one spot except you. Get, you you got to publish all the rules. No, but then the the, the season three. That's it. That's the only. That's the only variable. Is that season three episode seven gets extra spots on the wheel. But but then you have a secondary wheel for the for the shows that could be on season three episode seven. But no, that's a fishbowl. You don't understand what the fishbowl is. Nah, there's fishbowl. No, 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 and no. Wheels and fish no and this is very simple. I'm you really like if you don't understand it, then I'm guessing nobody understands it. Because no, the, if season three, episode seven comes up, we just pick a show out of a ball, out of so, from ping pong balls. That's pretty simple. Why is one? Why wait? It's a ping pong ball. I thought it was a fish ball. Oh, there's ping. Pong you didn't know that he always shakes up the ping pong balls. <laughs> why is one of these metaphors a wheel and the other metaphor? Why not they? Why don't you use the? Same I don't know how. Well, how would that work? What would it, there should be a wheels. mini wheel? That's more confusing. <laughs> So if you had to do a third one, you would do a third sort of a uh, randomizer. If we did it, well, we have a coin flip. That is a third randomizer that hasn't been used. Yet. Oh, okay, yeah, you do. I'm trying to. Th- how else would we? I guess like random.org. I'm not sure. What? You could do ink a dink. Yeah, we could do ink a dink. We could do. We could do twenty first finger is it or something. Odd. Yeah, we could play Duck Duck Goose with like all of our listeners. Yeah, rock paper. Yeah, you could do. You could do rock paper scissors. What's your take on people who call that game Rochambeau? I'm morons. It's like, I mean, I yeah. try to be acceptable of like other, <laughs> accepting of other. You're not even, how much, what are you saving like one second of your life because you get rid of like one of the syllables or whatever? And I always thought like Rochambeau is from South Park. It's like kicking people in the balls or something. Well, I thought Rochambeau was a short way. I thought it's a regional dialect for rock, paper, scissors. Is it not? Oh, I thought like, it, what's, what's, isn't Rochambeau from like one of the early seasons of South Park? They do a lot of like kicking people in the nuts. I gotta Google this. Car- it was another big carton thing early in South Park run or maybe. Rochambeau is the game of rock, paper, scissors. What about Google Rochambeau South Park? These are the syllables called out by players of rock, paper, scissors to synchronize their time. Yeah, so it, I don't know. Google South Park. Doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. The South Park is kicking each other in the balls over an object that the last one standing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Okay, but if, if you Google Rochambeau, the top hits are all about rock, paper, scissors. Why do people call? I mean, I guess they haven't played Rochambeau in South Park in like 20 okay. years. Oh, so. I, it's in Northern yeah. California. Sometimes okay, people so write yeah. in, and because we, we watch season three, episode seven of shows, people write in like, why don't you do South Park? And then you go to like the website and like, what's South Park? It's like, Catman, Cartman has an orgy with cats or something. It's like season three, episode seven. It's like, oh yeah, we're probably not going to do that one. Yeah. Or like, It's Always Sunny has like, uh, you know, the gang gets racist or something. It's like, all right, that's probably, 
little blue for us. So apparently, the San Francisco area had a large population of East Asian immigrants, and there was a similar Japanese game Not called Jean Ken Pon. Ooh. And, and the theory, the, all, there's little historical evidence, but some are arguing that Jean Ken Pong got Americanized into Rochambeau. Oh, so that's why we don't play it. It's cultural appropriation. Yeah, exactly. That's why you and I only play rock, paper, that's right. scissors. Yeah, that's right. Rochambeau is for racists. Okay. All right. I think we had fun here. Okay. Keith, I will talk to you for four hours next week. All right. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.